Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. I'm your host, Mike C., and we're back in the studio after we were preempted last week. Uh, We've got another great show for you guys, though, this week, and uh, before we get to that, I'd really like to introduce my co-hosts, my friends. You guys know them. You love them. First of all, he can bench press over 1,700 pounds using only his mind. Please say hello to Rich. Eat that, Professor X. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) I can do it all. I can do it all. You're our very own professor. You're Professor Y. I make Professor X look like a mental midget. Yeah. That's how that works. That's so true. suck it. He can suck it. And it, that's why New Mutants isn't coming out. Booyah. Oh, that's a little, uh, a little <laughs> foreshadowing right there. Uh, and also, he is the owner of 8122 Production Studios. Everybody, welcome back, Ron. What's happening? All right, so I uh, got a little bit of news. Uh, there hasn't been much over the last few weeks, so luckily last week when we didn't do the show, um, we didn't miss a whole lot. But uh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing major small, anyway. Small news, tiny but, things, you know, nothing big. Niblets, we call them niblets. Hey, Ron, Ron mowed the lawn. Yeah, the lawn. That's pretty big news in the horror that, community, yeah, right there. It is. In a well, I'm horrified. If you've, if you've ever seen what's in his possibly growing in his lawn, you know, you, know, you never know. <laughs> you know those things. Someday we'll have to do a live show from the lawn. Those, those things. <laughs> those things from the quiet place live there. Yeah, they live there. <laughs> I've heard that about this house. All right, so probably the biggest news. Uh, there's a couple things that have been pretty big news, but probably the biggest thing that uh, came out uh, in the last couple of days here. Um, it was announced that after. I, I don't even know how many uh, direct-to-video to sequels there were. There is actually, finally, going to be a reimagining of Hellraiser. A major reimagining. Major. Uh, David S. Goyer, who is uh, the man that uh, was behind uh, Batman Begins, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Blade Two, just to name a few. Most importantly, he wrote The Dark Knight. Yeah. You kind of you kind of buried the lead on the other movies he wrote. The yeah. Dark Knight. Probably right. one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. One right. of. Not the, but one of. Well, he's going to be writing a quote-unquote loyal, evolved reimagining of Hellraiser. And it is, as you mentioned, going to be a big-budget uh, production. It's going to be in theaters. Um, now, they've promised this. Or I shouldn't say promised, but there's been a lot of rumors that this was going to be happening over the last 20 years, and it hasn't happened. We've ended up with the garbage direct-to-video sequels. This sounds like it's the real deal. Oh, I, I think it's definitely the real deal because they're hiring a heavy-paid, big-time writer. Yeah, this you're is not, big. You're not hiring like some like, hey, 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 this guy over here. You can write a film treatment for us, and we might pay you for it after you're done, and we might not. That's usually how Hollywood works. When you're going out and you're saying, hey, Mister Big-time writer who has written some of the best things that have been in the world in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. We're going to pay you to reimagine our stuff. Yeah. That means you're serious. Not only that, 
I would also throw out there that most of you are directed uh, to the DVD ones and anything else. Like I said, not only did it follow that, you know, hey, we wrote a treatment. Oh, we'll pick it up and we'll shoot it for cheap. Mm-hmm. When you're paying a high high price guy like David S. Goyer, you're you're going to get the the support of the fans behind him as well. Oh, so yeah. you have the legions of people who love the Hellraiser bland, and then you also have the legion of people who are behind him because he's written some pretty big top notch uh, uh, Hollywood movies. Not to mention some dark ones. I mean, yeah. Dark Knight was a dark movie. Oh yeah, that, that that borders on the line of a psychological thriller at points. I mean, it is an action movie. It is a Batman movie, but. Diving into that character of the Joker alone, and that came from his mind. I mean, so right. you're you're looking at a guy who is definitely capable, and it's going to be big. Once again, I it's it's the Halloween effect. Yeah, Halloween made all the money, and now we're starting to see some of the fruits of that labor. Right. I mean, Child's Play was a decent fruit of the labor, you know, with it's coming out, and I'm more I'm more pumped about it now since the last trailer, as we yeah. talked about before. But the big time guns are coming now. Hellraiser is going to set the tone for the big time guns. Nightmare on Elm Street, I probably wouldn't be surprised if it's too far off. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously with the legal action we've talked about before with Friday the 13th, who knows? But eventually we're going to have to get that movie as well. So it looks like this is the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, it's it's going to be some cool stuff. Good time to be a horror fan. Just yeah, it is. It, out. it is. Um, so are you guys excited to see it? Chapter two's trailer finally. Yeah. I would have been excited to see it before. This year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So we record usually on Wednesdays. It is Wednesday this week. Uh, so tomorrow, the day that you guys will be hearing our show, cause it'll be released. Um, there is going to be a trailer finally for it chapter two. And, uh, we will have that posted on our site on Facebook, uh, and Twitter and on Twitter, Twitter, make sure it gets on Twitter. Uh, you know, the thing is, uh, they did it in a great way. I liked it. They they did the Times Square gig. Like, it's been a while since somebody's done the major Times Square, like, leak. And they put up the thing in Times Square with a little thing that said about Thursday. And then when people caught on, there was like, wait a minute, Thursday? They confirmed it. Yeah. But it was kind of a cool way to do nice. it, in my opinion. So Did you see some of the pictures on Twitter with the actors in the movie? Both the young version and the adult version of the, the kids with the red balloons. Yes, I saw that. That was pretty, pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> some screening stuff that's come out has kind of made me leery. Because uh, people are saying that you know, there has been reports out there in the world that uh, it's not as good as what people hoped it was going to be. But once again, that is also the screening process, and people don't see the full movie in screenings. Right. Well, they Stephen see bits King and pieces. Stephen King posted on Twitter yesterday that he has seen it. He said it's awesome, and that's the same thing he said about the first one. Right. You know. Take yeah, I mean, me. take it. Take that's also the director of uh, yeah, Maximum yeah. Overdrive. I'm just. I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. So, and he also hated the Kubrick uh, Shining. So yeah, I'm, I'm which just, is a shame. It is, but I'm just pointing out. And I'm not shot at Stephen King. I'm glad that he likes it. I still have hope because I don't know how you can mess it up at this point, Juncture. I don't know how you can either. I mean, you, you think back to the original miniseries. My opinion is the first half of it, when it was mostly just the kids, was by far the superior half of the movie. The second half of it. Mm-hmm. that's kind of where it went downhill but between the two though they didn't have the power that they have acting wise in this movie I mean, no they this have is James big. McAvoy in this movie yeah. you know there's 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 some there's some power players that are playing roles in this movie that yeah. are good you know uh it's just a great it's it's gonna be there bill haters in it and i yeah. mean whether you like him or not he's he's good at what he does and i mean i've I never make a good adult richie oh yeah I've, I've always been a fan of his work especially in these kind of movies i just i'm telling you it's it's gonna be we're gonna be there yeah i think it's gonna be good and i can't wait for it in september yeah i know i can't wait to see it either I, that's by far the biggest movie coming out in the horror genre this year i would say i mean you got some big ones coming out with annabelle 
child's play as you mentioned before you know there there are some big ones of course coming is... up may 24th Brightburn. yeah Brightburn. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. my next one I want to see, but I'm, I can't wait for you to check Yeah, and apparently they released some, uh, like a three-minute video from the movie that's, I guess, very graphic. Uh, I have refused to watch that. I don't want to see anything else at this point. I'd rather just go see the movie. I don't I don't want to see the whole thing spoiled. The trailer seems to give away a lot. I, I'm kind of guessing that a lot of what was in the trailer is kind of climax stuff, and I don't want to see any more. You know, don't don't ruin the movie that way. No, I got gotcha. you. do it. All right, so speaking of the movies, uh, we report usually the, you know, the bigger ones that have been out and the amount of money that they've been making. We're still going strong, horror fans. Uh, first of all, The Curse of La Llorona, which I still have not written a review about <laughs> up to this point. Probably not going to happen at this point. Maybe someday, 30 years down the line, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> it has now surpassed $100 million worldwide at the box office, as has Pet Cemetery. I know Ron's a huge fan of that movie. We, we talked that one to death <laughs> few weeks back yeah. and uh he's a massive fan of the plot holes in it mm. and uh of course jordan peele's us has now surpassed 250 million dollars also they've announced uh some pretty awesome extras for the blu-ray yeah so there, there's going to be a lot of uh deleted scenes alternate scenes uh outtakes even uh I, I do believe commentary as well so they're they're going all out and in a day and age where for some reason and the some reason is streaming everything we've kind of cut back on content yeah. as far as DVD, and which i miss the most that's what i miss on blu-rays is the extras and i'm not saying that they don't do them because a lot of movies have done them but it's nice to see that jordan peele is going no we're packing it full of extras for you the fan because there's some people who just don't anymore because they're like oh well it's gonna go streaming on i.e. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever. So there's no reason to do all this extra work because nobody's buying it. This is the reason why people will buy it. And then there's also the thing that Disney Plus announced that they're, and I mean, I know it's not horror, but they're going to be having extras on Disney Plus. Right. So like, hey, maybe that might kick it, you know, Netflix in gear. Obviously, I think Hulu will follow suit because it's now mostly owned by Disney. Right. So, you know... there's opportunity is what I'm saying, and let's keep making that content. So, guys, let's content creators out there, movie makers, let's stop being lazy. Give us the extra footage. Just saying. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. So, are you guys ready to be shocked? You guys ready? I got the biggest story of the week. I said Hellraiser was. This is the biggest shocker of the week. Did the shocker turn 30 this week? Well, that too. <laughs> that did happen. That I love did how I, happen. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I love how I sent you the message like, I almost forgot about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, exactly. But the biggest shocking news of the whole week, you guys, I mean, honestly, everybody better be sitting down when I tell you this. Disney has announced that New Mutants has been pushed back again. What? It now has a release date of April 3rd, 2020. (sighs) But they they said it's going to happen. They they have said it's going to come out. We might not get it until 2030, but... Anya Taylor Joy will be like losing her teeth by then, but well, the the problem is is that they were going to be in the weird spot of being caught up in the merger. Yeah, and if it was still if if 20th Century Fox still existed, uh, not under Disney, I think they would have probably released it this upcoming August, like they planned on. But I feel like what that means to me is the rumors we heard were true that the movie wasn't that good because I bet you Disney execs and their filmmakers looked at it and went. Ooh, this not isn't good. We can't put that out there. And as protective as they are of the Marvel universe, I'm sure that they're going to go back and reshoot. That's all that. I, that's what I'm taking it as yeah. because they might not tell you that because I'm. They think they're trying not to be you know 
assholes for lack of a better term but they're very protective of that marvel universe even though it's not going to be part of the mcu it's still marvel branded right and yeah i feel like they probably like that but we heard those rumors those rumors were were around about the screenings and everything else and that's why they pushed it back the first time because it was kind of not screen testing well right and the second time we've heard it was screening better but better doesn't mean good. Better right. just means it was better than the crap ones for the first time. Last I heard, too, is actually Anya Taylor-Joy. I guess that she was, like, refusing or coming up with excuses not to come back and do the reshoots. And whatever it is that they needed, they needed her for it. And she wasn't doing it. So I guess that she's got kind of the Bill Murray effect <laughs> to yeah. the movie. So I don't know how true that is. It's just I've read it on Whoa. different horror here's, sites but that, that could be true but here's the thing disney has that power of money to pull anybody yeah. in and they also have that power of oh you don't want to do that that's all right we'll scrap your complete part we'll reshoot everything and right. put out the movie we want to put out so you won't get credit yeah i, I don't know I, obviously i haven't seen the movie the trailer can be deceiving at times but the trailer looked awesome i, I thought it looked creepy i thought it looked but once again as amazing. you know a trailer is just a trailer look, look, like how many movies have we watched <laughs> a trailer for i know that we've been lied to i, know. I mean Poor Ron here went to see uh, what was that movie? Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Doom. I went to see. I I went to see Chernobyl Diaries based off of yeah. a trailer. Uh, I went to one see one Miss Call. Oh, one Miss Call. Oh, that was a classic. Was, <laughs> There's the a trailer classic. Was, trailer was five star trailer. Yeah. Horrible movie. Also, you know that uh, that horrible Fear dot com movie, or as I like to call it, Fear dot crap. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that the trailers have deceived us for a long they time, have. especially in the horror genre. Right. Horror genre is the worst on trailers deceiving you because we've all been a victim. I'm sure everybody at home should go ahead and share that with you, if, of, with us if you would like on Facebook, HorrorZone607, on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Go ahead, hashtag HD607. Let me do my plug spot there. Share with us your bad experiences because we like to hear them because trust me, I have a list and we could be here all day. Maybe I should do a top 10 times that I was disappointed because a trailer or a synopsis got me hooked and then I went to the theater and went that's not a bad top uh, 10 list go for it I might do that I so there you go that. there's my promise I'll get that in there tonight. <laughs> in the next couple weeks you'll get one because next week I have a, a I have a plan next week great we'll talk about that later who doesn't that's like a man with a plan a little teaser about what we're going to be doing next week sure but uh, what else do we have in the news uh, actually I thought you had a piece for us Oh, oh, I do have. I, actually, I have the two last pieces because that was where my teaser will go. So I'll save that for last. But uh, the Blumhouse Entertainment is now in uh, cahoots with Oxygen Television. And it looks like they're going to bring us a Florida Man docuseries. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you guys at home didn't know, because I was trying to explain this earlier, what Florida Man is. Florida Man is not a single person. Florida Man is the news reports that we get on Facebook and other sites where it's like, Florida Man eats own arm. Florida Man tries to wrestle an alligator in the swamp. Florida Man, you know, it's just basically some stupid, crazy stuff because Florida should be its own country of just stupid and crazy. So, you know, whenever you see a Florida Man story, you know, everybody's gotten into the lingo now of saying Florida Man. So when something stupid happens, it's like, oh, Florida Man. So, by the way, we love you fans from Florida. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm not crapping on fans <laughs> from Florida. I'm just, I'm just telling the story of how Florida Man started. Oh, I know. However, the show is not about that Florida Man. The, the show is going to be a docuseries about about all the crazy killers and criminals uh, throughout the history of Florida. And they have a litany of them. Uh, there's, a, believe it or not, more than most other places have. And so, therefore, they're covering it as that, as a docu-series. And I think that's cool. I think, A, the name is cool because of the reason I just gave. But I also think it's cool because, you know, we like the serial killer stuff. One of those killers is leading into this. One of those killers would be Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy killed people in Florida and was 
apprehended in Florida and put to death in the state of Florida. Right. So he is definitely a Florida man recipient, I, I would assume. I would yeah, assume I they're going to... I, I, hope I so. would, because especially with all the hype of Ted Bunny lately, with the Ted Bunny tapes, and of course, with the movie that recently dropped this past week, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And that was our tease. So Mike C. has already seen the movie. I've been doing a lot of uh, moving and shaking, if you will. There's a lot of big newses in the future, and Ronald's got the Kofskis. No, you're Ron fine. Ron is so shocked by it that he he's he he's can't hold breath it, over he here. He can't hold it in. He, he can't. That's okay. You're fine. I'm. It, it happens. Wrong pipe. I just wanted to point out that somebody uh, somebody had to have the Kofskis. So if you hear Ron moving, that means you know. We didn't want to distract you listeners. Kofskis. Kofskis. So Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile came out on May 3rd onto Netflix, as we already were talking about new. Uh, I'm going to be watching it in the next couple days. Mike C. has already seen it, but we want to give you guys a chance to digest it. So next week on this very podcast, we will be doing a Horror Zone 607 podcast review of Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And that's why we want to give you guys time to digest it because it only came out on the 3rd. And since today is only the 8th, that's only five days. So you guys have seven more days. Well, technically eight more days when you, you will hear, hear the show, yeah. To, to get it in if you haven't. So that way you can you know be a part of that spoiler full review because I'm sure we'll dive deep into this movie. Uh, Mike C has already kind of forewarned me for some things, but we're not gonna we're not gonna dive into that now. So just to let you guys know, next week on this show we will be doing the review of Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, of course, starring Zac Efron as Ted Bundy and Lily Collins, who I like to call my future ex-wife. Uh, it, who don't you say that about? Well. Crystal Reed, I plan on keeping. <laughs> we will be married. We will have several children. It'll be lovely. Oh, how about, you're invited how about, to the wedding. How about Allison Mack? I'm not sure I know who that is. She was in Smallville, and she got busted in that Nexium uh, cult thing. Oh, sex her. trafficking. Yes, her. And no, she's, she's now crazy. serving some. She's now serving some time in prison. So yeah. maybe conjugal visits. Yeah, she's a little crazy for me. No, oh, okay. And I know crazy. That's true. She's a little crazy. Well, if you guys want to comment on anything, I know I plugged it earlier, but let me say it again. Horizone 607. Hey, if you don't already, like and share our page to help us spread out and help us get out there. Plus, on top of all of that, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Horizone 607. Please use the hashtag HZ607 to join our conversation because we always want to hear from you guys. And with that, Mike, I think we have uh, another cool top 10 list that you put together coming up in the next segment right got another one when there's a little bit less news what better to do than to go over top 10s well not only that we always usually fill something in there but i i'm excited to hear this one so you guys stay right there and we'll be right back Ooh.
and welcome back to the zone. So before the break, uh, Rich mentioned that uh, this week we're going to be doing another top 10 list because I love doing them so much. I think they're good conversation pieces. So uh, I came up with a few of my. I've been working on a few of them for the last couple of months, really. And um, one of the ones that I found intriguing was the genre or subgenre, we shall say, of found footage horror films. There's been an influx of them, as we know, over the last 20 years, and uh, some have been really good. Most have been awful. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of a tough list to put together. Um, some of these, I, I know you guys haven't seen a few of these, and uh, you know, hopefully you've seen most of them at least. In, in... I'm sure I've seen most of them. I, I know what I know what you're going to have as number one. You sure do. If I if it's if I'm not right about this, I'm not going to spoil it. But if there's going to be right a about fist number, fight in the studio, and I'm going to lose. And no, I'm not even I'm not even going to a fist fight. But I would be completely shocked, and I might even poop my own pants. Are you going to be also like shockingly vile about it? No, but I might be the shocker about it. Oh, I oh, he oh. Wow, it, there's a lot of shocks. This there's week. a lot of shocking. We should just call on. this a shocking episode. It is very shocking. shocking. Some of the <laughs> some of these movies on my list might be shocking. There so. you go. So, as always, I will start out with one movie. As you guys like to know, I, I like to have uh, one honorable mention. I'll uh, I'll do that, you know, real quickly. Um, it was actually... Wait, original- wait, hold on. Is there only one honorable mention this time? That's all usually, I'm putting in there because... Usually there's like five honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, I'm just going to have one because it was originally in the top ten list and I had forgotten about one completely. So, basically, you only had 11 to go with. Um, <laughs> that's what you're Actually, I only had ten to go with originally. Now I've got 11. <laughs> So and it's because I forgot one that's actually high up on the list, and I don't know how I forgot it when I initially did it. I edited it in before we did the show today. Okay, absolutely. Go ahead. I'm just I'm so. just pointing out for the fans at home <laughs> that usually if you guys have gotten used to it, we call Mike Mr. Honorable Mention. Yes. Mike C will have like he'll be like, Well, I have this top ten, but then I have another ten that, <laughs> that narrowly missed the cut. I got forty of them that just about made it. Yeah, Go yeah ahead. I couldn't find that many with uh, found footage, so so the one that barely made it that was originally in it, and I've talked about it on the show briefly before, is it's more of a mockumentary uh, than, I, I guess, uh, than a found footage film, and it was called Lake Mungo. Uh, it's an Australian film. Yeah, I still haven't seen that, but I, I, I actually, that's one of the ones that you talked about that I was super stoked on seeing, which I'm definitely going to make that happen here in the near future. Yeah, I that's, have it, so one of these nights, if we actually get do the movie we, thing. We need to do the movie night. We, we're going to plan this out. One of these weekends here in the near future, we're doing movie night, and then we can do the whole show on what we watch movie yeah. night, because I think that would be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. So, yeah, like Mungo's one I'll play, again, it kind of starts out a little slow and a little, almost, uh, you, you, you kind of look at this and you're just like, wow, this is like so predictable, and then boom about an hour into the movie it's an hour and a half long approximately it took a good hour but then bam something happens in this movie and i like had just chills on my spine that's crazy so it was creepy and uh, it ended up being an awesome movie it made a lot of the lists that i referenced when i was looking on google and in different places and rightfully so so once you see it i think you'll agree so the actual top 10 list and uh, the first one, you know, this one's going to be one that I don't know that a lot of people are going to agree with. Um, I actually consulted with our, our good friend Luke about this and he was like, hands down, this, this belongs on the list. Uh, so number 10 is The Gallows. Okay. Now, I think that movie, it's a combination of things. It's found footage, it's slasher, it's supernatural, it had a great twist at the end. I loved that movie. 
absolutely I, actually, loved I, it. I like that movie. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, so, I, I was enjoying I'm right the movie, so I'm good with that. A lot of people pooped on that movie. I, I know, know, but why. I don't know. It was. I enjoyed the movie. It For, was. It was an enjoy. It wasn't the greatest horror movie I've ever seen, but it was an enjoyable movie. Right. I didn't feel like when I left, like I got robbed out of. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch it in the theaters, but I, I watched it at home. But I didn't feel like I was robbed of anything. Right. Like usually, you know, you're like, well, there goes uh, two hours of my life I can't get back. You know, it was like one of those moments. I didn't have that. I thought I was like, oh, that was cool. Right on. Yeah. No, it wasn't like I said, not earth shattering, but I agree that it, for found footage, absolutely. Good yeah, movie. especially in you know this day and age, it's only a few years ago that the movie came out, and you know I, everybody had kind of fatigue for that kind of movie at that point. Yeah, I think that's probably what people. Well. I think that's what people judged it negatively upon is the yeah. fatigue level. But I also think that it was kind of predictable in a way. Yeah, and I think that that was kind of another issue. I think a lot of people had with it. Now, mind you, I judge movies, especially horror movies, on a different level. Because I expect them to be predictable. That's why when something is not predictable, I, I go like I usually go over the top with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, that's the greatest movie I ever saw. But I mean, I will put movies over that are predictable. I.e., I said Us is predictable, right? Because it is. Yeah. However, I enjoyed that movie yeah. because I figured it would be predictable. That's just the yeah. style, yeah. Right? Anything? Yeah. yeah. All right. Number nine. Now, this one I don't know that you guys have seen. Um, this is one that I mostly saw. I, I, I'm sure you can probably get it on DVD, but I had seen it on, I believe, Showtime. So it's kind of one of those like films that isn't widely known. Um, it's kind of also a little bit of the mockumentary style. Hold on. But Turbulence 3? Heavy Metal? No. Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, but it has a little bit of the mockumentary style along with found footage with it, I guess you could say. Um, it's called the Atticus Institute. You know what? I have seen parts of it. I've never seen the whole movie. The movie scared the bejesus out of me. Really? I, yeah. well, well, here's the thing. I can't judge it because I never saw the whole thing. But when you said that, I remember I saw it in a hotel room because I don't. I haven't carried Showtime in a while. But I was at a hotel and they had, show, had Showtime as one of the things. And I caught that because it was on the bottom, and I, I think I fell asleep. Not because the movie was bad, just because it was late at night. I was tired. I was just flipping through. But yeah, that's how I, I did see some of it. I know what you're talking about. At yeah, least. great film. So for people who don't know about it, it's basically about a woman that is in an institute, and uh, there's a group of these people. Some scientists. Some I think there's military people involved. Um, they're they're trying to find out if she's faking what's going on or what what her problem is, and she's possessed. And they're doing all these nasty tests to her, trying to get this thing, what's inside of her, to speak um, and, and react to different things. And, uh, of course, you know, by the end of the movie, everything hits the fan because that's what happens in those movies. But uh, creepy movie, great atmosphere, uh, definitely worth checking out. Number eight, Creep 2. Oh, I'm in. Have you seen that yet? Yes, I have seen it. Isn't that just a phenomenal sequel? It is. It is a great sequel. It's a good movie. Yeah. I like this movie. There is a third one coming. I, I love how I jumped out. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he I literally like jumped out of his seat. He was kind of leaning back, and he leaned into the microphone very quickly with a smile on his face. Yeah, I was It like, made oh, you I'm happy. That was a good movie. I like that movie. Oh, a lot. fantastic. I can't wait to see the third one. Mark, Mark Duplass. Duplass. I, 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 like, I don't know how I like the, What a great. I like the first one. Yeah. But I dare say I kind of think I like the second one better. The second one was actually as funny as the first one was. It had a little bit more horror to it. The second one was more or less a straight-up comedy. Yeah. So good. But it, I think that's why I liked it more. There's, yeah. There's something about that kind of atmosphere, and you change it a little bit, and especially the comedy thing and horror that I actually I really dig, and that's why I think that I like the second one a lot better. Not Mind you, I still like the first one quite a right. bit, but the second one I like quite How a bit How about more. that off-the-wall finale, like the climax of that film? 
It was like watching a Three Stooges movie, kind of. That was one of one of my favorite endings to a movie. Oh, it was great. And because it was that it was off the so wall and ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. There's no way that that's... It's not even remotely possible to happen, <laughs> but that's what makes it fun. Yeah, and I like I liked it. Without spoil, I don't want to spoil the. Yeah, I don't either. Anybody, so, so definitely see that. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Actually, it's uh, both movies are on uh, Netflix, so I highly, highly recommend you check out the Creep series. So I can't wait for the third one. I know I said it a few times, but very excited. Number seven, Paranormal Activity, something that's near and dear to Rich's heart. Oh, yeah. Mostly because you had a very. Uh, lovely evening with katie featherston yes yes it was it was a good time i, I actually enjoyed talking to her i would like to do a buddy podcast with her sometime because it was actually a lot of fun uh i do like paranormal activity especially the first one yeah uh, they i'm not a it, fan of the, any of the sequels it, but. It, it got down the rabbit hole until it got a little bit too much but the first one man it did what it needed to do it was creepy at time real low budget dug that um I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the first one big time. I told her that too in person. Yeah. Uh, the fact that uh, the three different endings of that movie, I actually found that all of them were acceptable. Yeah. Which is strange in a movie that has multiple endings that I would find all, all of them acceptable. Usually one is just terrible. One is better than the one that they use and then one's the one they use. In this case, they use all three of them depending upon what showing you went to. Right. And uh, then you got all of them on uh, DVD slash Blu-ray. And you're like, oh, wow, these they, they were all decent to end a movie on. Well, some better than others. The one where he goes flying at the screen is probably my favorite. Right. But uh, with that being said, even the one where she's like sitting there rocking and then you have the, the demon-imposed face over hers when she looks up, that's pretty cool too. So there's there's a, quite a few of them. So. Yeah. I loved it. I enjoyed the first one especially. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it kind of had that, you know, the Blair Witch effect where people thought it was real when it came out. Or a lot of people did anyway. I don't know that everybody did. But a lot of people thought that this was there was something real with it. Yeah, there was a real quality. And there was definitely a buzz that it possibly was real. Obviously, we know it wasn't. But, I mean, there was a possibility. That, was, that, was a, that just speaks to how well they shot it. Yeah. And definitely using, like, cheap... Normal like cameras, including baby monitors, yeah. to shoot things was pretty phenomenal. For the record, the house was just recently for sale. No, really. So you could have bought it. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I really want to. You know, where was that house located? <laughs> I want to say it was in San Diego or San. It, Sun. it was out. In I would California. love to live in San Diego. I However, think it was San Diego. I don't know area. I if I could afford that house. I, it was San something. There's San everything out there, so I'm not sure. San Jose, San Diego. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But... San Luis Obispo. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So continuing on. <laughs> I was just going to let you keep going. I was so. just going to keep San Francisco. See, I'll keep doing it. See, continue on. <laughs> yeah. So number six, uh, actually, probably one of my all-time favorite um, found footage films. Uh, I have to watch it every time I see it. I wish I could have made it higher on the list. I just thought that the other five were better, is Cloverfield. So Cloverfield doesn't get the uh, respect I think it deserves sometimes. Uh, we all remember that Blair Witch was kind of the first found footage movie that got like big buzz. I mean, there was other kind of found footage movies i.e. cannibal holocaust kind of was a found footage movie in a way they didn't bill it as such but it kind of was that but blair witch was like the first one that was like major out there in your face that they made you think was real now cloverfield from the mind of jj abrams was not uh real at all we knew it wasn't real but the style of shooting that movie was so revolutionary to what had been done even in blair witch blair witch was a one camera shot Whereas Cloverfield is is one is cameras in people's hands, but it's not just one camera. 
there is a couple different shots in there. But I love the shaky cam. I love the fact that it's live, like somebody was shooting it. I love that they didn't try to dress it up and make it look nicer, if you will. Right. Even the quality of the video, even when they're shooting the monster and stuff, which you know was CGI, is still kind of to that video quality of the time, which is still a little grainy and a little in and out. Okay, so next up on the list, number five, is actually the one that I inserted last minute here because I had forgotten about it. Somehow I don't know. Um, now, this may be one that most of you have not heard of or very few of have seen. Uh, it's called Hell House LLC. Uh, this one, you can actually get it. You can buy it where, you know, Voodoo and things like that, but it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, this is one that Rafe actually had suggested to me about two years ago. And uh, this one is about basically think of in October, all like the haunted attractions. You, you go into like a haunted house and there's things that jump out at you and whatnot. Uh, it's about these people that go into this abandoned hotel in Pennsylvania. Actually, I think it's it, it, the place is actually in Pennsylvania. I think it takes place in Long Island, maybe, or something like that. But anyways, um, they're setting up, getting ready for the grand opening of this haunt. And they're sleeping in this hotel, and all this weird stuff starts happening. And there is some crazy stuff that goes on. Like, you really have to pay attention to the film because... Um, you know, at times you'll like you see the camera pan one way and they'll be walking. You'll see something kind of off in the background that's just creepy as, as can be. Um, I normally do not trust Rafe's opinion when it comes to something that he speaks this highly of. So I kind of went into it like, ugh, I don't know that I really want to watch this. This movie's fantastic. So they did make a sequel and it was just announced about a week ago that they're actually making a third one. Uh, I have not seen the sequel. I'm excited to watch it. I just haven't had a chance. It's on Shutter currently as will be the third one once it comes out. So this is one, if you have not seen it, if you have Amazon Prime, I highly, highly recommend it. It is creepy. It's awesome. It is worth the watch. Again, I wish I could have this one higher on my list because it's it's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite on the list. And that's saying something. Right now. Number four, The Blair Witch Project. That should be. That should be somewhere in the top five since it was the originator, if you will. Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably expect it to be number one or number two. I still don't think it's the most earth-shattering thing I've ever seen in the world in terms of a horror movie, but it was original. It was what set off an entire wave of these things. You know, it deserves, like it or not, it deserves to be respected for what it was. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I Especially at the moment it came out, uh, a lot of hype machine behind oh, it. Yeah. People thinking it was real. Uh, it was. It was. It was a nice little uh, touch. It definitely revolutionized and, uh, for better or for worse, started off the entire uh, found footage thing. Yeah. Like I said, predecessors to that, you know, a little bit of like Cannibal Holocaust, but they never right. plugged it that way. You were just meant led to believe that, hey, if that was real, because people thought it was a snuff film, how did they get the tape? They never right. tried to explain that. Whereas this, at least there was a backstory on how they found the tape and right. all that happy stuff. And it carried on. And like I said, for better or for worse, because there's been some good ones, obviously Cloverfield and the, some of the other ones you just mentioned that came out after which, of course, and it made a whole world of difference. So because of the great ones, that's awesome. And then the crappy ones, you know, that's just how it works. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, exactly. And I got to say, like, one thing about Blair Witch that I think kind of helps it hold up after all these years. You know, the other ones, yeah, they look like found footage. They, they look like, a you know, like an HD camera was used to film these things. The thing about Blair Witch that I love is the fact that it is VHS quality. They they clearly filmed this with a video camera that had a VHS tape in it or a mini DV or something. Right, in it. but that was the technology of the time. Exactly, so it but it exactly it makes it look better and it helps it hold up with its creepy, you know, the, the creepy factor to it. So, 
you know, definitely, I don't, I don't see it to be number one or number two, but I think number four was fair. Number three, and I'm doing this one on the fly because this was originally my number two, but I'm going to actually flip-flop these right now on the fly. Number three is going to be Wreck 2. And this is where Rich <laughs> is going to start throwing my head through windows. No, I get it. Once again, I get it. I get why it's on your list. And I, I don't have a problem with the movie, like I said before. I just think it's one of the most overrated movies of all time. <sighs> the Wreck series is kind of overrated to me. That's just uh, I me. I love them. That's just personally me. Once again, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. So that's fine. I mean, yeah. and if you don't agree with Rich, you're wrong. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I can't help that my opinion is normally right, but, you know, hey. Hey, But no, in this case, like I said, it's all preference. I'm just one of those people that, like I said, the movie's not bad. It deserves to be on the list because it's a good movie as far as found footage film. However,. It's like I said, it's just overrated to me. Like I said, that doesn't mean it's horrible. It just means it's technically a lot of times in, in your previous list. I mentioned it. I feel like people rate it above and beyond what it should be. It's a good movie, but it's not the end all be all. You know, those same people would say that the collector's not good. Ah, uh, I'm just saying. You know what? But we didn't talk about a new. We've so talked I, about I, that I jab, before. I've, I could. I should jab this in here. The Collector's getting a, 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 a third movie now. Yeah. So that we didn't talk about in the news. We forgot about that. Because right. I posted it. I was so excited. I posted about it on the Horizon 607 page. Yeah, you did. Super. I did I'm excited about that, too, because I love those movies. So there we go. So I'm a Collector fan. So that's why I'm saying it's overrated by a lot of people, and some movies are underrated. It's just all sense of opinion, people. That's how it is. We respect your opinions, and you can respect ours. Sure. Well, mine. Mike's with you. It's it's highly rated on his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not to be confused but with, it the, with the quarantine like, film. I was going to say, films, it should so. be, it's, yes, don't confuse it, because then the, then it's just horrible. The quarantine yeah. movies aren't good. However, the rec movies, uh, does it deserve to be in the spot? On this list, I'm going to say it's not overrated, because I do believe that it does deserve, found footage-wise, amazing movie. Yeah. It's a found footage movie. Overall, I just think it's overrated, because everybody puts it so high up, and I just... I don't get get it. Like it's a good movie, just I don't think it's the end all be all movies. Okay, I would have never put it in my top ten uh, movies of like all regular time. movies of all time. However, I would put it in my top top ten uh, found footage ones, like you did, because I think it, it, it deserves to be. It's a good movie yeah, for that. Fair enough. All right, uh, what is now number two? Originally was number three, and I changed it on the fly. We talked about its sequel a little earlier here. Number two is Creep. Yes, now I know you, you. I'm, you I'm happy you that you flip flop them now because I like that a lot. I did like. I think I like two better as a movie, if you will. But for this list purposes, I would put one in front of it because this is the originator of that. Oh yeah. If you don't have the first one, you can't have the second one. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that you have to. I don't. I don't see you watching the second one and getting it if you don't see the first one. Right. In my opinion, so I would enjoy. You know, I. That's why it should be higher because this gets the setting of, especially because we're going by the setting of the found footage. We're going by how it looks, how it's shot. You know, those are being heavily butted in there, and this is the first time you get to see that style from this this director and this this creator right and the second one the movie in my opinion is better because i like the comedy tones way better in the in the second movie and that's why i think it's better but as far as like aesthetically and and for this list purposes number two is perfect for it yeah i i'm glad you think that i might, so. I might have called and, if you put it with a left rec two at number two i probably would have been like now you overrated it because creep should have been ahead. yeah and that's why i kind of did it on the fly the more i thought about it as i was going through this i was like you know what because the, I, I creep think, is the better. I think film. Wreck definitely deserves to be in the top five, but Creep definitely the the shooting style of that movie. Yeah, because Mark Douglas so funny, the, so the, good, so creepy. The the, the 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 qualm that I have with Wreck is Wreck sometimes bothers me with the night vision. 
like the green. Yeah. There's there's times in my eyes like I that's the reason it deserves to be in top five for rec and rec two is because that that camera shot is unique. And I mean, yes, we use it again in later movies, but that was unique to that movie when it came out. Right. So that was super cool. Like Paranormal Activity used that shot, but Rec did it first. Right. So I'm fine with that. And that's why I think it's revolutionary that they should have been. That's a good enough reason to be in the top five. And Rec 2 is a better movie than Rec. However, Creep just has this overall, like the great title for the movie, by the way, because it has a feeling to it. Yeah. And, and two it's words, living. two words, peach fuzz. Oh yes, oh yes. See the movie. If you see the see movie, it, and you'll understand what Peach I would, is. This is the one with, with, on a horror movie watching night. I would watch both of these back to back just to be. Fun. Oh yeah, it's a, fun, it's a fun watch, especially if somebody's never seen it before. Right, they don't know what they're getting into. Right, and it really does take you down a road. Like it feels it, it feels lost footage and hand shot because they go in every direction possible. Like it's not a linear film, if you will, until right. the end. The end, the end of the first one and the second one, well, the second one is one of the five <laughs> favorite ends. I don't even yeah. know this because it's just ridiculous, crazy, and it's fun. Yeah. The first one is the only part of the movie I feel is linear because it, it, it closes out the movie, but yeah. and it's kind of in order in that sense. The rest of the movie, you're kind of, it almost feels like they're just filming on the fly, if you will. Yeah, like does it? Like basically, you're like, oh, we're just there, right? I'm filming on the fly. We're just there. It's like no rhyme or reason sometimes of why something happens, but we're just filming on the fly. I mean, there's a reason behind it, but you know what I mean. Right? It's like we're just filming. Like, oh, we got it on tape. Well, good. Ooh, good. You got that? Yep. Good. Good. Let's do that and just keep going. So it's just like friends getting together. Almost, you feel like a friend situation where you're just watching something on tape that you're randomly filming right. and putting it together till the end, and then the end, you know. Ties a nice little bow on it, if you will. And then Creep 2, of course, the end is just ridiculous and fun. Yeah. Best, one of the best endings. Yeah, I agree. No I agree. spoilers. I can't. I wish I could spoil it because I'd like to talk about that. Right. I, I will not spoil it because I want you guys to see that. That could movie. be another couple of fun movies to watch on our movie night. If yeah, we and then do we'll it. do a Lake rev- Mungo, Gre- Creep, Creep 2. Yeah, then we'll do a, re- a full review on it. But I want to give you guys a chance to see it before we ever talk about it because yeah. it's such a good Yeah, ending. definitely check them out. Like I said, pretty much everybody in the free world has Netflix at, at this point. If you're listening to this podcast, you like horror movies, let's face it. That's why you're listening. Check these out. Creep yeah, and both Creep on, 2. Both, both there. there. Both worth every second of it. Give them time give the first one time by the time you get through with it you're going to want to watch the second one. Oh, absolutely and the second one will it gives you the payoff you want yeah absolutely it's, it's not exactly the same but it continues the story so you need to watch the first it's one it's similar but, but it was a lot very funnier very funny and that's what i liked about it yeah the, the humor in it is so good oh yeah so good so good all right so number one on the list of best found footage horror films in my opinion most of you would probably think I was going to go with Behind the Mask for this one. Not so. I didn't put that on the list because this is that that movie is straight up mockumentary. It's not found footage. Oh, so I left it off of there. So this is where Rich is going to put me in a headlock and probably shove my head or something in a hole where it shouldn't be. A bee's nest, maybe. Because number one on my list is Wreck. Ah, oh, boo. Yeah. Boo. I think that Wreck is the best found footage film I've ever seen. Uh. It's, uh, if I had to pick one over the other, Rec 2 is better than Rec. So how do I get the last 20 minutes of my life back? Oh, hi <laughs> Didn't pay off for you, did it? No, it did not pay off. What did you guys think was going to be number behind one? Behind the mask. No, behind the mask. Behind, behind the mask is amazing. And it is. And I've made you know no qualms about that. It's definitely one of my all-time favorite horror movies, period. Yeah, it's one of my top five. Yeah. It was a great movie. 
Uh, I don't care if it's mockumentary or not. It's still it's still kind of shot in a found footage kind of way. Yeah, I mean, ish. He is, he is he is he is paying for a documentary crew to follow him. Right. Essentially, which is the same thing, just a little more high tech than following yourself with a camera. And I yourself. fought with that because I would have been easily number one had I added it in here. I really fought myself on that one because it was to me it's just straight up found footage it, until the end where it turns into a regular movie. You know, they get away from the documentary part of it, but um, yeah, but you have to at the end of the movie because the end of that movie. Oh, is I thought like, it was brilliant the way the they end did. of the movie. The end of the movie is the payoff, right? The and I, I think it's a brilliant. correlation of the build of the movie. Yeah, like that is one of the movies, and the reason why I like Behind the Mask so much is it's it's you you build up this whole movie, he takes you through the whole scenario, and then you watch it play out. Yeah, it almost exactly the way that almost it was exactly booked. the way he. Yeah, there is a little there's a little couple monkey wrenches in there, but. You know that was expected and told to you that there would be monkey wrenches somewhere. <laughs> exactly, is the best part about it. So like you go in and you're like, oh wow, you're expecting maybe different. They're gonna swerve you, and they don't. They pretty much show you exactly, yeah, how it was supposed to go down, and it works and it's perfect. Yeah, and that's why I think the movie is great. Man, wreck. I once again, so I, I I dug wreck too more than wreck. I guess See, Revel- I think to me I they guess are if right you're going with base, each other. I guess like I said before, if you're going base exactly off of like revolutionary style of shooting a movie, then yes, okay, you're right. Because nobody up to that point, with the exception of Paris Hilton, had uh, I think that I think that was even after, by the way. I just wanted to throw that in there. As uh, you a know, joke. that's worth looking up. We'll have to get back to everybody. I, I just wanted to throw that in show. there as a joke, but I could be off. We could do a whole segment on that next week. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that. Had not used night vision in a in a uh, you know in, in a found footage vision, in a found footage thing. It was found, Which is right. found footage as well. But yeah. still, uh, maybe that should have been your number one. <laughs> one night in Paris or whatever it was, uh, something like that. Yes. I think that's that. That was the name, right? I want to say you might be right with yeah. that. Anyways, so that might have been, that that probably would be that my was revolutionary one filmmaking. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, there it is. There's my number <laughs> one pick. You can't change me on it. Maybe I should have had two like honorable mentions. I don't know. But uh, you know, hey, you know, I understand. You have a love for wreck. People, people who have a love for wreck have the love for wreck. People who don't just don't. It's just like I said. It's not a bad movie. It's just. I just didn't get why it's so like overhyped and overrated. Like, put it this way: if I had that in another in a different movie to choose between, I wouldn't watch that movie. Huh. So, like, if you go, if you go, would you watch right now? We have time to watch one movie. Are you watching Behind the Mask or watching Wreck? I'm gonna pick Behind the Behind Mask. the Mask because it's one if of my all-time like, favorite movies. If you're like, we can watch Wreck or uh, Creep or the Creep. Sorry. Uh, I'm watching the creep. If you're that, that, that's just me. That's how I creep judge. Creep is a more fun whenever, movie. Whenever I judge, and if you're saying the creep too, I'm I'm, I'm either all, one of them. They're both I'm more fun than that. Wreck. Yeah, yeah. Wreck but is I, not a fun watch. If you per ask se. me, even going down the list, if you ask me, even putting Wreck and Wreck two together, if you're asking me which one I, if I had to pick the, you know, the the evil I was going to go with first, it'd be Wreck two. I've said it. Now, see, whenever I do a top ten, I'm like, would I watch the movies above it? Right. Over it. And every and honestly, this is why. I always consider wreck and like i said on this list i won't have as much a problem with either one because of the revolutionary style of shooting however if you ask me on this list out of i mean there's a couple movies i didn't see but out of the movies i have seen on this list if i would watch them pretty much to a t i would watch every one of them over wreck yeah not because i think wreck's a bad movie i just enjoyed the other movies more right i even well maybe that eh, the gallows would be kind of up in the air it'd be a tie Right. Because I did enjoy it, but I don't know if I enjoyed it more than Wreck. Yeah. So I will say that. But every movie that made the actual top 10 I that I've seen, which would be eight out of, well, yeah, including the Wreck movies, eight out of 10, mm-hmm. I would choose the other six over. Just because, once again, 
I'm not going to crap on it and say it was a bad movie because it wasn't a bad movie. I just liked the other movies and they entertained me more. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm picking it over Rec 2. I think Rec 2 is excellent. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's an amazing movie. I could make an argument. I, I made the argument in my own mind making this that I was going to put that at number one. I think the only reason I didn't is because you can't really see Rec 2 without seeing Rec 1. Rec 2 kind of True. picks up during slash after the events. It kind of picks up as wreck is going on so you could use my but it's creep. already the events are already happening at that point you could use my the creep answer for number two for why the creep two is lower on the list yeah because you have to put the one before the other right so you could use that argument i guess uh i just think overall the better movie was uh wreck two as far as the movies go um you do need to see the first one to kind of have an understanding but yeah, yeah it's a better and then, like I said, uh, my other problem is all the movies that I saw on the list, like I said, 8 out of 10, I've seen on this list. Right. Two I have not, which would be Hell House LLC and uh, Lake Mongo, which are both, you're saying, phenomenal movies, so I'm pretty sure I probably would pick them over but, it as well. Yeah, between the two, Hell House, check it out. I will. I check will. It. If you, you have saying, Amazon Prime, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it's worth it. Or I've got, I actually ended up buying it um, on Vudu, so oh. I've got it. You yeah, know, if we like end up I'm doing the movie night, that movie, you will like that movie. It is awesome. Right. So, like I said, it's just weird. It's just, it's just my, like I said, everybody has their preference. And right. like I said, there's going to be people who are, are like me who, who are, think the same thing. They're like, oh, Rex good, but you know, I've seen it and it was, it's overrated because everybody right. makes it a big deal. There's going to be people like, oh man, it's amazing. I watch it every year, which is fine. And I don't care which side of the, the spectrum you fall on. It's not that you're right or wrong. I just am one of those people that speak out about the fact that I, I liked uh, other movies better. Right. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's the top 10 list. I'd kind of like to hear what you guys think. Check us out on Facebook at HorrorZone607 or look us up on Twitter or Instagram at HorrorZone607. Let us know what you think of the list. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me what your opinion is of this top 10 list or, or even top 11 because Lake Mungo is still in there. Right. So let us know what you think. Use the hashtag HZ607, too, when uh, letting us know what Always. you think. Just so you can show your support and join the conversation. Also, check out 8122productions.com, where you can get all things uh, 8122 Productions, including Horizon 607. Read some of Mike C's reviews that are up on there. You can uh, stream and download our episodes right from there, and you can check out all the other stuff that we do as well, whether it's the Three Fat Nerds podcast or whether it's uh, any kind of things coming in the future. Because trust me, we have big things in the work that we'll dive more into yeah. when they're actually producing if you will right and coming in the summer of two of 2093 will be my review of the curse of la llorona <laughs> so he's just stay tuned a, chance a, to movie, a movie i was gonna point this out a movie he you were super high up on <laughs> yeah you, i loved it mind you there's yeah, been movies that you it. were less on <laughs> yeah. like, i really loved it like man he was less on halloween uh, 2018, and, and he, man, he wrote it. he wrote that review. I was that passionate. Morning, I was, was passionate, passionate about passionate that thing one. I've ever seen. The only reason there wasn't a review up that night was because we went out drinking after that movie because yeah. I needed to drown we, my sorrows. Did we end up putting that up on the site or just on Facebook? I think uh, it was it's just, just on, on Facebook. Facebook. I didn't waste a second putting that anywhere. He's like, else. I'm not retyping it. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> I didn't want to copy on, and paste it. Are you some, kidding me? Some, <laughs> some point in jokes or maybe I'll do the legwork on our Facebook page, copy and paste it, just so it's on, just so for posterity purposes, the Halloween 2018 rant by Mike C is on. Uh, on, uh, we'll have to get Rafe's up there too because Rafe did write one. He did as the well. other one. He yeah, did, he did the opposite view. Yeah, he was the. He thought that was a nine out of ten. Maybe we'll do that. And I, I was in the middle of the road on that movie. Yeah, I, I gave it. I think after I originally gave it a six. We gave it like a six, right? When we saw I thought you gave it like a four round. or a five. No, I gave it a no. five, five or six when we saw it in the theater. It was a five or six. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw it on, uh, when I watched it with my my stepson, and I watched it on uh, television. 
uh, I just gave on Amazon actually I gave it uh, I think I moved it up to a seven. So yeah, it must have been a six because I moved it up a point because there were some things that I saw in the second watch. That I was like, oh, I got a little better. But it's still, to me, if you're in that five, six, seven range, that's the middle of the road. Yeah. You're not peaking the top scale until you're like eight, nine, ten. So that's how I always do it. And then like, you know, basically in horror, a three to a five is acceptable for me to at least watch one time. And one or two is just, I'll probably still watch it, let's be honest, because I like torturing myself. But right. I will never watch it a second time. Yeah. And, and there's even movies that I rate high. Like, well, when we were talking about Wreck, if you were going to go on a score, I give Wreck probably about a seven, seven and a half, eight. So, I mean, I still grade it pretty well. I just, for That's some reason. That's a high reason, score. Yeah, exactly. But for some reason, I just would pick other movies over. When Whenever I'm asked about the movie, and the reason I think it's overrated is everybody puts it on high on the list, and then I'll read the list and then go, but I'd watch that movie over it, and I'd watch that movie over it. And, well, and, that's, and, and so and that's I guess in my mind. things either, though, here either, because there are other movies like Creep. It's more fun to watch. Absolutely. I just think that Wreck is a better. F- right, know, right. No, you know, I got you. I got what a you better mean. filmed like I said, movie. I get, I get how you're judging it, but I'm right. just saying whenever I look at a list, the reason uh, how I pick my list in comparison to you pick your list is whether is you I watch. pick whether I would watch it over something else. Right. Do I believe it deserves to be on the list? Absolutely. Revolutionary filming. And I would put it in my top 10. And I even said rec, uh, where you put rec two, I have no problems with it because I would put it out there as well for that reason. However, I'm just like everything on the list, you know, it's like I'd watch over it pretty right. much because it's just my personal preference. Like I've seen it. It's good. If it's on, I'll watch it. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I just told you, I, I probably would say seven and a half if I had a lock in, which is a good score. Yeah. I'd probably give it an eight and a half yeah, myself. So a little bit higher than me. Still, I'd be both half. great and scores. And rec two, I would probably give it eight. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably I, give, I, I edge out rec two on rec one. Yeah, I'd probably rec. do the first rec. I don't know. Like I, a half a to me, they're both eight, they're, eight and a half. You do eight and a half for both. Yeah. See, I would do, I would edge it out because, like I said, I like rec two just a little bit better. So if I had to give it a score today, gun to my head eight. Right. Which is, I'm fine with saying, but once again, it's one of those movies. It's like, eh, right. Would I rather see another movie? I don't know. Maybe you know, it's the foreign thing. But even then, I I I liked. Uh, That's why I didn't want to watch liked, it at I liked, first. Like, and I the right one in that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like that movie quite a bit. I would choose Let the Right One In over uh, the Wreck movies, just because I like the storyline. Right. Although I let, let me, I think I like Let Me in I, the American yeah, version I, way better. I, I and agree the reason with that. being is that they cut out some of the 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 the, the fluff, if you will. Right. Because there's a big and Let the Right One In has a lot of fluff in it. Right. And Let Me In just cuts that out. And cuts goes to the chase. To chase and, so yeah. I prefer Let Me In just for that reason. The fluff is gone. Yeah. But I I, I still I thought love it had a better right look in. to it too. Oh, it's it does. It's much shot more better. professional. It's shot better. Yeah. Better acting, better shot. Richard Jenkins. Oh, oh Richard great. Jenkins is amazing. The guy's one of my movie. favorite actors. No, he's amazing in that movie. Yeah, he is. But I prefer Let Me In over Let the Right One In, but I still like Let the Right One In. It's right. still one of those things that if you ask, once again, you give me a score on that, that's about seven, seven and a half. So I'm I'm there with Wreck on that one as well. And Let Me In is probably like eight and a half, nine. Wow. Just because the fluff gets cut out of it. I like Let the Right One In so much, really, that Let Me In... It was better because I liked that movie so much because it cut out the parts that I didn't like about Let the Right Right One In. Right. That's it. That's the reason why it's higher. So if Let the Right One In cut out those same parts, actually I would rate that higher than Let Me In. Right. But those fluff pieces in the middle and it gets a little bogged down in the middle of that movie, when they cut that out for Let Me In, amazing. And also, the pool scene is better in Let Me In than it is in Let The Right One. I agree. The pool scene in Let Me In is phenomenal. Yeah, it was. One of the best shot scenes in a movie, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's what drives me into like the eight and a half, nine territory with it right. because it's that that scene alone gets a pretty much a point, point and a half right out of anything. 
Because that whew. Chloe Grace Moretz too. Oh, like she her does acting. An amazing she was, job. You know, she's in her twenties now, but she was probably what eleven or twelve when she did that movie. You know if, how, if that. You know yeah, how. That was after Hit Girl. So yeah, right. yeah. Guess, so. You know how you know how awesome is that? And I know we went on a ramble here for a second on this. You know how awesome that shot is, just because it's kind of brutal, but you don't really see the whole brutality. Like you see the you know the you know sorry spoiler alert if you haven't seen Let Me In by now I don't know you know if you listen to the show you should have seen it already but when you see like the body pieces and the head and you know oh arm, yeah and they're just dropping in the pool but the whole shot is underwater it's never above water so you just see him under the water and you see all these body parts coming down so you don't really see the real color of blood because it's underwater right and you just see body parts and you just realize in your mind what's going on up there right As you see somebody gets drugged like their feet get drugged across the pool and then boom there goes which is the, the most and... effective kind of filmmaking in a horror absolutely. movie absolutely that's why i say that shot is perfect yeah perfect i agree with you perfect yeah on that i, I i'm good there you're that. good yeah I, I think i i think i ramble a little bit but i, I <laughs> love that movie i had to put it out there yeah no i'm glad you did all right, so before we say our goodbyes this week, uh, one last thing I just wanted to kind of throw out there. Uh, if you're going to be in the Binghamton area this weekend, Saturday night at the Galaxy Brewery, first Jason, which is headed by Ari Lehman, who was the original Jason in the original Friday the 13th movie. He was the first he, he was Jason. The first, go figure. He's the first Jason. Can you believe that? And his band is called? First Jason. They're called First good Jason. Job. It's a good, uh, yeah. They're a good band too. If you haven't checked them out, they're yeah, a good band. And they are going to be here in Binghamton uh, this Saturday night. So couple, come check them out at the Galaxy Brewery. A couple other bands playing with them. I know Shout Out the Robots is playing. Yes, doing a Misfits uh, cover. Ron's got the Kofskis back. He can't. He can't. He can't avoid it. He's overwhelmed by this by <laughs> the Galaxy Brewery event that's going to be happening. I know. In I think. This week. I think every time we mention Galaxies, when he starts coughing, I know he wasn't there last week. I think he, we we should take. He's a little choked week. up. He's just a I'm little choked up. up. I just want to point it out. Last week, I went to Galaxy Brewing, saw a shot at the robots, and of course, uh, our friend Jimmy Gazdick. Yes. Was on the first ever Horizon 607. Also, his band Floodlands was there. And Jimmy wants to be on the show again, so yeah, we're going to have to have him back, back soon. And we, we play his other band, Crimson Brethren, all the time. You hear them between the breaks. You heard them between the breaks on this show. Uh, you'll pretty soon be hearing the Floodlands music because they're putting it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to, to get that it. on there as well. They were really good. Uh, I, I'm unfortunately going to be out of town this Saturday. I got to go to Darien Lake with my family. We're going out on Saturday. We're going out there on Sunday for Mother's Day. So I got to, I got to do the family thing. So I won't be at the first Jason show, which I wish I was, but hopefully Mike can make it out there. If not, I know I'm do my best. Ken M from the ODPH, another hashtag 607 uh, podcast uh, member. That him, he'll be out, and I pretty much uh, Padawan J probably will be with him as well. Yeah, uh, and other people, but definitely it's a show to go check out because. Man, I had a lot of fun with those guys yeah. uh, this past week. So check that out for sure. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. We will be back in the studio next week with another episode of Horror Zone 607. So check us out then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.